Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to the Michael Calderon Show. We're so glad that you could join us this Sunday afternoon. It's 4 p.m. here on the eastern part of the United States. Uh, for others tuning in, like Crystal Lee, uh, it is 1 p.m. And uh, our special guest uh, this week is Crystal Lee. And uh, you may remember Crystal Lee as Miss California 2013. And she was also the first runner-up to the Miss America 2014 pageant. So we're so glad that uh, she's going to be joining us momentarily. Um, so much has happened uh, this past week, and we had a good show last week as well. And we thank you uh, to all the listeners for all your messages, comments, emails uh, that we've received uh, this past week. And we're certainly trying to, to accommodate a lot of the requests uh, for different guests. Um, and uh, before we get started, I just want to uh, mention a few of our community partners, and we'll be hearing a message from Party Entertainment. And, uh, you know, it's kind of appropriate, but when you hear Party Entertainment, you hear Sarah from Party Entertainment, it's kind of appropriate that, uh, that our guest today is a pageant winner. And, and you'll understand why. But I do want to remind you, if you, um, two of our attorney partners, uh, Pazos Law Group, uh, their website is pazoslawgroup.com. And they do family law, prenuptials, wills, and, you know, uh, some of the things that, that you really need to take care of in life. Uh, and our other friend, uh, Blandon Law, uh, for immigration attorney uh, needs, uh, go to Blandon hyphenlaw.com, Blandon Law, good friends of us here at the show. Uh, and also, uh, if you're in need of, uh, of some music, remember aamusicians.com. Uh, Alan and his whole team, they're ready to, uh, to help you party and have a good time from classical music to dance music, Latin music. Uh, they provide uh, live music as well as uh, disc jockey and other services. So make sure you visit their website, aamusicians.com. And, uh, and also, if you're in the South Florida area and you need some pharmacy services, remember Midtown Pharmacy in Miami Beach, right on 41st Street. Go over and see our buddy Robert, who is the uh, lead pharmacist there, and, uh, and he'll definitely, definitely help you out. And uh, makeup artists, if, you, uh, if you're in need of a good makeup artist here in the South Florida area, uh, Gia D'Esposito is, uh, is who you want, and her website is www.giadespo.com. So remember those community partners, and uh, we're now going to go to a message from Sarah at Party Entertainment. Hi, I'm Sarah, owner of Party Entertainment. Together with my team, we want to bring to life your child's favorite storybook characters right in the comfort of your home. By using our past and current experiences and joy of entertaining children through character work, a beautiful concept was born right out of a child's imagination. Party Entertainment, where children's dreams and wishes come true. We want your child to experience nothing but the best, so no detail is left unattended in planning your experience. We use a child's imagination to find out what they would enjoy on their special day. Meet and greets with their favorite storybook characters, singing, dancing, 
playing games and reenacting their favorite character stories in an interactive story time. We can bring more magic to your home or party location. Make your celebration come alive with the other enchanting options party entertainment has to offer. Mermaid pool parties, fashionista makeovers, pirate tutorials, or superhero training. Anything is possible. Call us today. We can't wait to make magic with you. Our Facebook is www.facebook.com slash party entertain. Our website is www.characterpartyentertainment.com and our phone number is 954-614-5874. We look forward to making magic with you. And yes, they do a great job. They definitely make magic with you. You can have a mermaid, a princess, a beauty pageant queen. Uh, they do it all. So uh, go to their website and definitely connect with them. Um, we're going to go to uh, to Crystal Lee. Crystal, how are you today? I'm great. How are you, Michael? Wonderful. Thank you so much for uh, joining us today from uh, San Francisco, California. Uh, we're so we're so appreciative of you joining us today. Oh well, and, I'm uh, very happy to be on the on the show. So thank you for uh, giving me this honor. Absolutely, and you know, uh, I just want to talk a little bit about your background before before we start. Um, and for the listeners, there there is a bio on the show page. Uh, Crystal Lee is co-founder of the Silicon Valley startup LifeSite, and uh, she was first runner-up in the Miss America 2014 pageant, and she was Miss California 2013, Miss Chinatown USA 2010, and Miss California's Outstanding Teen 2008. Did we miss any pageant titles, Crystal? <laughs> uh, honestly, after the first three or four, I don't expect anybody to really uh, <laughs> pay, pay that much attention. So I'm surprised that you got every single one of those absolutely correct, with the titles, the orders of the words, uh, and the years. So thanks, Michael. Wonderful. And, and I had the pleasure of meeting you with my family in San Francisco back in 2013 after you were crowned Miss California. And I, I want to thank you so much because uh, you made a lasting impression on my daughters and my family. And uh, we really appreciated the time that we had uh, to speak with you and, and take photos with you uh, in Chinatown in San Francisco. We had a great time. Yeah, that was such a serendipitous moment. Um, I remember meeting, seeing your daughters, and uh, I'm glad we were able to visit for They're very smart, very capable, uh, with lots of, I think they were in school and in elementary school. So um, I just, my favorite part about the whole pageant experience is interacting with the, the young people and the children especially because, uh, you know, they are the future. And it wasn't that long ago that you or I were their age, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, I think it was a little longer for me, but <laughs> we won't go into that. <laughs> we won't go into that. Um, so Crystal was born in San Francisco, California to an American-born Chinese father and Taiwanese mother, uh, graduated from Ruth Asawa San Francisco School of the Arts, later received a BA in human biology and an MA in communication from Stanford University, graduating in 2013, recipient of the STEM scholarship and the Duke of Edinburgh's award. And um, 
that's quite that's quite an accomplishment, uh, both your education and upbringing, and and I know you're also a ballerina. Um, there's so many things to talk about, Crystal. Where should we start? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, honestly. Uh... I have to be honest, whenever I'm on these types of shows, I really feel like I, um, I am just as qualified as, an, as the other person on the street. You know, I, I have a, a lot of these yes. accomplishments and I have um, a, a really fantastic sort of portfolio of, of series. But I think that everybody, regardless of if you've won a pageant or not, um, is fighting their own battles and has, has hopefully um, done some of their daily wins or their weekly wins. I think that as people, we're all very goal oriented and we have, um, you know, our own unique passions and skill sets. They don't always fit into uh, society's definition of success. And, and that's something that I've learned is actually okay. Uh, the irony of it all is, um, you know, me being someone who really, uh, had parents who encouraged her to really check the boxes, so to speak. Um, I'm, I'm finally realizing that, you know, in life, you just set your own goalposts. And to be able to surround yourself with friends and family who support that, to be able to uh, flex creative, uh, your creative muscles, to figure out ways to acquire the skills necessary to get to where you want to be is, you know, a privilege that, that all of us have. So um, you know, I can talk to you about my pageant background if that's of interest. But generally speaking, I, I come to you very much as a peer, Michael, and I look up to you as well. I love that you are serving your community. You are a journalist. You are a Hispanic American journalist. You are spending your free time, you know, your weekends, uh, sharing your insights, uh, getting people onto your show to sort of get conversations going. I, I love all of that, and I admire all of that. Thank you. Thank you very much. And also, I want to mention to the listeners, um, if, you'd, if you'd like to follow uh, Crystal, of course, you can follow her on social media. But also, she has a new blog that's come out, and that's crystalclues.com, www.crystalclues.com. And it's a blog that's aimed towards women in, women's interests, and uh, she will be posting uh, quite a bit uh, through the summer on that blog. So make sure you, you get connected with the blog and uh and sign up i've already i've already signed up so uh, make sure you do that and and crystal let's talk about let's talk about your your younger years um growing up in san francisco um and and your parents and uh and your siblings um how was it growing up for you in san francisco and and what were those early aspirations that you had I, you know, I grew up in a predominantly Asian American community, so uh, a lot of those Confucian values and traditions were a huge presence in my life. And and to be you know very honest, what that actually means is uh, grades, test scores, um, respecting your teachers, respecting your elders. All of those were you know they were absolutely the rule the the <laughs> growing up and my mom she came from Taiwan to get her master's so she uh was you know a typical tiger mom uh are you familiar with that that term Michael I I've heard that term before but maybe you can expand on it a bit yeah so a couple of years ago there was an author her name is uh, Amy Chua she wrote 
uh, a controversial book called Battle Hymn of the Tiger Mother. And there were a couple of passages that went viral. And one of the passages illustrated um, how her daughter wasn't allowed to leave her piano bench until she played uh, her song absolutely perfectly. And um, uh, it caused a huge backlash in the parenting community because some were saying it's abusive. Some were saying that you're holding your child to these impossibly high standards. Um, some were saying that it's, you know, absolutely abhorrent to withhold dinner, uh, withhold rest. Who, you know, is only eight or nine years old, especially because, you know, mom is having her play a piano piece perfectly before she can kind of move on. And although my mom never put me in, in quite that same rigid uh, of a of a format, she definitely expected a lot out of my sister and I. And I, I'm not going to say it's, you know, it was completely rosy. I, I would say I did envy a lot of my classmates who seemed to have perfect relationships a best friend as she was a mother. And and my mom growing up was, was a very, very effective disciplinarian. Um, my father and my mom, uh, in retrospect, I think did play a little bit of good cop, bad cop. Um, and that's just because my mom grew up uh, in a, you know, pretty Confucian society where you do not talk back to elders. You do not really raise your hand. Um, you study and then you study some more. <laughs> you, uh, you know, you aspire to be the very best in your class. Uh, great, but an A plus is even better. <laughs> so uh, that was kind of the, the, up in and, and I really owe it to my father who was raised in the United States and he uh, camping trips uh, going to Disneyland uh, hanging out on Friday afternoon watching you know watching TV and, and eating some junk food like my father very much helped temper a lot of the the discipline and the rigidness that my mom offered so growing up uh, the whole the you know work now play later <laughs> so right was, right you know you know how it is as, as a father of, of two girls it's a balance right indeed indeed and 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 you know our uh our daughters um you know we we always uh you know our our thing is you know an a is great an a plus is better <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so I, I can i can totally relate to that you know um, and, and your sister, is she younger or older? She's younger. She's two and a half years younger. So we were pretty close in age. Oh, okay. And, and ha- is she, uh, also competing in beauty pageants? She, uh, believe it or not, was Miss San Francisco's outstanding team the same year that I was Miss San Francisco. So wow. my mother was over the moon because at that year, we were crowned in March at the same time on the same stage that night, the mayor of San Francisco, the first Chinese American mayor of San Francisco, uh, mayor Ed Lee, who's still the mayor of San Francisco, he was having a big party to celebrate that he had just been elected. So we joked internally within our family that it's sort of like, you know, the era of the Lees where my sister and right. I were, you know, the pageant representatives for San Francisco. And of course the mayor, uh, it was sort of a big moment for for Chinese Americans in the Bay Area. Well, that's wonderful, and and you know one thing um, I have so many questions, uh, but uh, the the one thing that um, 
that I, I want to make a point of, uh, particularly for the listeners and, and those with, with young children, and if there's any, you know, younger ladies that are, that are listening to the show as well, that, you know, um, with everything you have and you have a great personality, you're beautiful, you're a beauty queen, right? Uh, and with all of that, you have an excellent education, and, you know, I think it's important that that listeners understand that, you know, being a beauty queen is not just about the physical beauty. Um, you know, we've had uh, um, a couple of months ago, we had Abby Curran on, who was uh, Miss Iowa USA in 2008, who was the, the first beauty pageant winner with cerebral palsy. Um and, uh, you know, we talked about her background as well, uh, which, you know, great education, great upbringing. And, you know, so I just want to make a point of that, that, you know, aside from, you know, the fact that you are a beauty queen, literally, um, you are also a very well-educated uh, beauty queen and, and business entrepreneur, so I think, you know, that that's an important thing to uh to mention and, and keep at the forefront. Um, you know, you were a recipient of the STEM scholarship. Let's let's talk about that. I know that that was one of your one of your um main um issues um in the beauty pageant was um was uh, women in STEM. So let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Women in STEM platform uh, is really near and dear to my heart, and I do owe it to the Miss America program for creating a framework in which contestants all over the country can choose a social, uh, health, uh, public awareness issue that they care about, that they can then spend their year to advocate for uh, and spread awareness about. So the, the Women in STEM, uh, STEM standing for science, technology, engineering, and math. That acronym uh, is representative of a whole slew of areas that women are are currently underrepresented in. Um, Science uh, and math, I would say science in particular, there are actually more women doctors graduating uh, right now. So I'd say science is is actually doing okay. The uh, T and the (laughs) E in STEM, the technology and the uh, engineering divisions. Now, in San Francisco, it's a it's a hot button issue uh, right now about women engineers in Silicon Valley. Uh, hot button being a lot of uh, boards are now being scrutinized for not having women. Uh, a lot of companies, especially their engineering teams, are being scrutinized for um, not having enough women. So there's a lot of pressure now to um, have employers or, and educational institutions create more pipeline to help attract women, to help retain women, and to provide the support necessary to encourage them to continue staying engineers or or technologists. So I I really liked it because uh, when I was at Stanford, I noticed that um, there were a lot of uh, women taking computer science classes. And I noticed that there's a lot of pipeline. You know, it's not that women aren't interested or that women um, don't have the opportunity necessarily. Uh, There's a whole retention issue that once they graduate from college, once they enter the workforce, once they start having children, um, it becomes a little, the the drop-off becomes a lot more, um, 
a lot more obvious. And so there are a lot of social and cultural factors that, that have led to sort of this trend, but, but it, it is a disturbing trend whenever you start seeing uh, a certain gender being, being less represented. And I think for a better world, for all of the, the problems that, that human beings are now facing uh, in the 21st and 22nd century, we need as, ma- as much brain power as possible at the forefront to solve these problems. So the, the, the little that I was able to do is Miss California. Um, you know, I, I didn't necessarily change or fix the problem, but I, I really wanted to just improve my corner of the world in the way that I could through going to schools, through getting girls excited about engineering, uh, architecture, um, you know, cosmetics ingredients chemistry. There are so many applications that young people can get involved in. And I, I still very, very much feel that the future is ours. We just need to sort of take it. And by ours, I mean, um, you know, men and women together, if we partner and if we help each other stay engaged, if we encourage and put pressure on, you know, legislators to maybe help create policy that makes it easier for women to either have maternity leave or have certain, you know, cultural changes to make it easier for them to stay engineers or for them to stay involved in STEM. Um, that's sort of been this, this little crusade that I've been on. Uh, and a lot of people, thankfully, are, are starting to know what STEM is. Uh, it's like a household acronym, which is great. Right, right. And, and uh, what do you think needs to occur for there to be greater awareness and, and really push push this platform ahead? Yeah, that's a great question. I'd say uh, it does start with our culture. So the, the irony of it all, I was attracted to pageants because of this princess culture, because of this trope that, you know, women have to be pretty and women have to, um, you know, women can enjoy uh, being pretty and, and wearing a crown. Um, but I also see that there are some misgivings uh, in the sense that a lot of young women uh, need to also be fed this other story that women can be astronauts and women are really good engineers and princesses wear pants, you know, like there's a whole other story (laughs) there that I think is a lot more realistic, a lot more salient in today's world that uh, needs to be something that maybe even Disney and Pixar start helping with because I grew up in the Disney princess era. I mean, I'm talking Ariel, Aurora, Sleeping Beauty. Right. Right. So princess, princess, princess is something I grew up with. Now for today's young girls, I think that if, if like our cultural leaders and I am, I am pinpointing, you know, Disney and Pixar, if they can, if those screenwriters can create a whole new narrative, that's more like Mulan, a little bit more, are more empowered. They have more agency. Um, They're not so much waiting for their Prince Charming, but they're the ones actually changing and manifesting and manipulating their futures. I love that sends a really good message that women can do anything they put their minds to and that they're not necessarily victims of their circumstance. So I'd say it really starts with the stories that five, six, seven, eight-year-old girls are listening and hearing. Right, right. And um, what would you say is, or what are the challenges to to balancing, you know, the, the different, the different, um, faces of, of, of kind of, of who you are, right? Because, uh, actually in 2014, 
um, there was a, an article written uh, by Privy, and and the title of the article was Miss California Crystal Lee's Got the Beauty and Brains to Match. Um, what are the challenges with balancing both of those, the beauty and the brains part? You know, I have to be honest with you. I I really don't think I'm going, you know, I'm not going to be young for the rest of my life. And I think, you know, society places this emphasis on beauty, beauty, beauty. And there's a whole billions dollar industry with anti-aging creams, um, hair coloring products, right, to help women as they get older retain right. their beauty you know, encapsulate their youth and, and hang on to it forever. Now, you know, I totally know that that, that marketing and all that mishmash and, and women might even love the practice of taking care of themselves. I totally get it. But in terms of like the legacy that I want to leave and the legacy that I think people could be leaving, if they could think about it more in terms of their capabilities, what they can actually accomplish, the value they bring beyond what they look like, I think that that would be that would make people a lot happier, um, and I think it would it would result in people um, being a little less insecure. I'd say, and, and of course, I, I understand this does come across as well. Doug, you know, Crystal Lee is talking about being insecure. Well, she was Miss California, and she's got the whole superficial thing down down pat. Like I, I get it, right? But but on the <laughs> other hand, <laughs> on the other hand, you know, without trying to sound too much like a hypocrite. I feel like my brain is, is only going to get better, right? People's brains, right. their growth, their skills are going to develop, become richer and add value over time. I don't like this, this culture we live in where, you know, women are considered spinsters after a certain age or, or women have nothing more to, you know, they're not valuable anymore. They're invisible to society after a certain age. I hate that, you know, and, and it's only a matter of time before I start aging and before I start to feel the insecurity of a younger, prettier, perkier woman who society deems is, is more valuable. Like, I, I don't, I don't like that. You know, it's, it's not cool because there are so many women um, ahead of me who are older than me, whom I admire to the moon and back. And I think this, this whole beauty and brains, I, 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 I'm flattered and I'm honored that I have both of those things. But if I really had to choose the brains is really what matters because it's, it's not brains only. It's also your heart. Right. As you know, you're a reverend. I think the whole spiritual piece, it's it's uh, come judgment day. It doesn't matter what you look like or if your hair extensions are right, on right or if your nails are done. <laughs> right. So, right. I think it's, you know, it does take a fair amount of introspection. And, and the happiest people I know um, have, you know, their homes are clean spiritually. And that's something that we should all be aspiring for, because let's face it, this insecurity about your appearance is making engine for a lot of these companies that are out there to turn a profit and make their board members happy. So at the end of the day, like me being Miss California, I was, you know, I was close to being Miss America. I just wanted to get a message out there that beauty does come in many different forms. And there is a beauty that comes with being a good person and investing in yourself to be the best version of you, of, of you, uh, regardless of whether you're in your twenties, thirties or after. Right, right. No, you, you know, you, you make some great points, Crystal. Um, and, and I think it's important that that people realize that, you know, you are a person. And, and uh, you know, it, it's easy for people to forget that uh, with, with, you know, uh, high-profile people like yourself. Uh, it, it's easy for people to forget that. And, uh, and it's important that they understand 
that you are a person and, you know, you're like every one of us, you know, in different yep. ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, so that's key. Um, so tell us about some of those other aspirations growing up and, and did you see the accomplishments that, that you were going to, to reach and to achieve? Um, you know, when I was younger, I really looked up to, you know, my parents. Uh, my father started a small business. He was an optician. So he worked for optometrists uh, by turning over, um, you know, lens jobs. So if, if an optometrist had a patient that uh, needed the prescription change, my father would be the one to, you know, turn on the edger, which is his machine that helps shave down lenses to fit into frames. Um, so my father, I always noticed he was, he is a very happy, very optimistic, um, a very kind man. And I, I recognized that, that one day part of that was because he was spending his, his, um, we'll see. And he is a very mission driven person. And he really, really liked that, that sense of satisfaction that, you know, he puts in a hard day's work. Great. 14 people now can, you know, can, can watch their televisions at night without squinting or, you know, Jimmy can look at the blackboard, right. Without, you know, asking his buddy, Hey, is that a multiplication sign or a division sign? You know, he's, he's a very mission driven, driven person. And that really made an impact on me. And I, I knew that with these blessings that we have, right? I mean, listeners out there, if you're listening, it means you're alive. It means we have the greatest gift of all that we, right? Like we can do so much with our time on earth. It's just a matter of, you know, finding that alignment between what you care about and what you, what you really want to see happen. Um, And and my, I really want to be an entrepreneur and and sort of follow my father's footsteps. And uh, with LifeSite, uh, with software, I, I went to Stanford, so people call it like a you know a technology accelerator with a football team. Um, it's almost <laughs> a, it's almost like like so many companies and entrepreneurs and and uh, so much technology is developed in Stanford that they basically say that. Um, and, and I really was inspired by uh, the the beauty of software as a business. Um, it's remarkably quick to make changes. Um, the, the margins are incredible um, because you don't have any physical goods or, or supply chain or inventory costs. Um, there's a whole new industry just called SaaS, which is S-A-A-S, Software as a Service. And so um, I interned for a number of software companies. And when I uh, was done with Miss California, I worked in sales at Google for about a year. And then after that, I left um, and co-founded LifeSite. So uh, software is, is definitely challenging and I'm loving it, but I think moving into the next few years of my life, I could definitely see myself creating products for women or, um, you know, getting more into the back to basics uh, values that, that I was mentioning earlier, which is how do we help, you know, women feel better about themselves without necessarily having to spend a ton of money um, or maybe, you know, something that helps young people uh, better prepare for pageants. So I'm, I'm actually in the process of, of pulling together uh, a YouTube channel, which has been a lot of fun. And I, I like working with creative tools, uh, video editing, and, and learning how to use Photoshop. So I think if you're wondering where I'll be the next few years, like definitely 
stay tuned with my blog because I'll be posting there regularly. But I'm thinking about how I can take everything I've learned and help package it in a way to help other young people. So it'll probably be in, in products or, or services to help women either get better at pageants. And I, I plan on putting most of that content out on my YouTube channel for free um, just because it's something that I do know and I do believe in. Um, but on the other hand, as much as I've learned a ton in software, um, I, I have a, a little black 25 ideas for 25 different businesses. So uh, I'm still <laughs> figuring it out. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. And, and I mean, you know, I, I think the, the other thing that's significant here is that, you know, you don't stop, you, you keep moving, you know, um, the, the pageant didn't slow you down. Um, you know, you continued, uh, to complete your education, you know, um, I'm sure, you know, uh, Stanford was not an easy school to get through, you know, um, and, and, you know, you've continued. And, and at one point you also worked at Dropbox, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. That's part of uh, why I, why I'm doing software now is all of my internships uh, was with technology companies. And I worked with a company called Mailbox, which was a very small team that got acquired by Dropbox. So I kind of uh, was an intern for Mailbox first. And then during the acquisition, after the acquisition, I just ended up uh, joining the Dropbox team. So uh, it's, it was totally, totally amazing to be, to be working with Dropbox at that time around 2013, because uh, I think cloud services were uh, growing and they're still growing. Uh, but around that time, I, I got to see the company grow. Uh, I went from, you know, 200 people to like, you know, four or 500 to, to see it all happen uh, and to learn from the best because I'm still learning and we all have something to learn, but, but having the privilege of, of being surrounded by me is just, it's, it's what I found to be the quickest way to level up. You be the dumbest person in the room. <laughs> in my right, opinion, right. like, you know, I, I love being the dumbest person in the room. In fact, I'm mostly, I'm usually the dumbest person in the room. Um, but I it's, doubt it's, that, Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what With, room you're in, but no. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's at, at least at LifeSite, you know, we have a great, uh, a, a really good CEO who's very seasoned, who, who I'm learning closely from. And it's been a very humbling and, and a gratifying experience. Wonderful. And, and actually a, a listener just sent the message that when I was introducing you, I, I missed a couple of titles. I missed Miss South Counties 2012 and <laughs> Miss Silicon Valley 2013. Yes, those are my <laughs> local titles. Yeah, to go to Miss California. So uh, the way it works is you kind of need your golden ticket, so to speak, right, to get to state. And uh, for, for both of those titles, I had some wonderful, wonderful uh, executive directors and committee members who, by the way, are all volunteers. Uh, this is wow. something that floored me when I first started competing, which is you've got these communities of, of loving and generous, well-meaning people who just believe in women's scholarships and they believe in empowering uh, young women, getting them feeling ready uh, for a competition letting them know that it's okay to really want it, to want to win. Uh, that's such a healthy thing that's much needed, I think, for young women now. So if anyone out there is listening, um, you know, go to MissCalifornia.org uh, or MissFlorida.org. Uh, 
um, and see if there's something nearby that you'd like to participate in because there's really no entry fee um, compared to the Miss USA system that has an entry fee. Uh, the Miss America program really just takes all of that money and puts it back into women's scholarships. So it was, it sounds too good to be true, but you should definitely look into it. If, if you're between the ages of uh, 14 and, and 23, um, the 14 to 17 is for the teen program. So uh, it's for high schoolers. And then the, I, I think 17 to 2024 20, uh, is for the, the miss program uh, for miss America. And let's talk about the the relationship with fellow contestants. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, do you find that you're still in contact with many of your fellow contestants from uh, either the Miss California or Miss America pageant? Yes, I am. And, and thank God for social media because I am able to keep tabs on people all over the state because California is a really big state. <laughs> so uh, right. having, you know, those Facebook updates, seeing former Miss California is getting married, going to some of their weddings. Uh, and of course, at Miss America, all of those 52 contestants or 51 others uh, you know, including me, 52, uh, are so amazing in their own right. I mean, we've got, we've got broadcast journalists, we have um, medical sales reps, we have other entrepreneurs, we have people sitting on boards of, of colleges. Um, I, you know, I can go on and on about how amazing my Miss America class is. Uh, and we have a, a group me where we all can kind of just send out a, a group text asking, hey, does has anyone had any experience with this? Or, hey, who's going to Miss America this year? Like, let's get together. It's it's very much the sisterhood that um, I fully intend on being a part of for the rest of my life. That's wonderful. That <laughs> yeah. that it's it's you know it 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 remains a close knit group. It, and, it really uh, is. You go through something so unique. Uh, it's I you know it's similar to how. I'd imagine um, soldiers are, you know, when they go through when they go through training or when Navy SEALs go through Bud's training. I mean, it's right. Yeah, not to say going to Miss America is the same as Bud's training at all. Um, you know, we don't have to to swim 200 meters with our with our breaths held, but it, it's it's a pressure cooker type of environment. Right. Where you get close to people um, in those types of in those types of settings. Right. Right. And and what do we have uh, kind of uh, in the immediate future for Crystal? I know uh, you mentioned going to to some of the fellow contestants' weddings. Do we have a wedding coming up for Crystal? <laughs> um, I would love for you to officiate, actually. <laughs> um, no, I'd be I, honored. I we should definitely take this offline. We will. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll email Sounds you good. about it. But I've, I've yes. had a... A boyfriend for my boyfriend of you know six years now is is wonderful and he has family out in uh, Amelia Island off the coast of Florida so yeah um, yeah so nothing, nothing planned yet but you know I do okay. plan on having children you know eventually so before the eggs get too old I'm, I'm probably right. gonna knock on your door <laughs> right right well and you know I have family in San Francisco so I'm I'm there quite a bit as well Oh, yeah, that's right. You come out here once a year, yeah. huh? Yeah, yeah, at least. Um, I want to I, I just want to shift a bit. Uh, I'll take you off the hot seat cuz I'm um, and and your your boyfriend if he's listening is probably sweating right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I've seen pictures of him. He seems like a really great guy. 
Oh, thanks. Uh, he's, he is a very good guy. I'm very lucky. Yes, yes. And um, I, I want to talk about the uh, Miss America pageant and, uh, and the moments. Uh, there were some, some key moments uh, leading up to, you know, the announcement of the winner, uh, which was uh, Miss New York, uh, Nina Davaluri. I, I, don't, I hope I pronounced her last name yeah. correctly. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Um, from my hometown, New York. And um, what was it like the moment before they made the announcement? It's the two of you standing up there on stage. Take me back there. Oh, wow. So, you know, I, in my mind, I just wanted to make the top five. Uh, so I was already really happy. Uh, I, you know, I will say that I definitely wanted it. Uh, and it was a little disappointing when I heard that it wasn't my name, but I think that in that moment, no one ever really knows what to expect. And so it goes by so quickly. It really, really went by in the blink of an eye. And uh, when, when Nina and I were holding hands, I was, I was so shocked that I had even gotten there. So I, I would say it really felt like, it really felt like it zipped on by. I mean, I, I know sometimes people think that time slows down, but, but for me, it really, the whole show went by super quickly because the airing had to fit within a, a very narrow time frame because everything was planned to the T uh, in order to, because they had commercial breaks. Um, right. I just remembered, you know, during the actual broadcast that I needed to get my ballet tights and my ballet shoes on super quickly uh, within that 90 second window. And, you know, here we have musicians and singers who just, you know, put on a dress and zip up and you're ready to go. Whereas I have to put my hair back. I have to put a hairnet on. I have to tie my hair. I have to pin it. I have to put a crown on and then the headpiece. I have to put my, my tights on. I have to, you know, tie every single shoe. But then before I put on my shoe, I have to put in like a toe pad. And it just, it felt like 14 or 15 extra steps. And the most stressful part of the evening was just making sure that I can do all of that in 90 seconds. So I remember before the show, I took my ballet tights and I like scrunched it down uh, so that I, so that I wouldn't have to be pulling at it when I put my foot through it. (laughs) So it looked kind of like, you know, a little scrunchy. uh, And I I had them in a very specific place where no one would touch them, like, you know, kind of behind a a speaker backstage. So it was, uh, there was a very specific order and it was, it was very stressful because one misstep or one wasted movement and I could just miss the entire talent portion or, or run out there too late. Right. Or, you know, God forbids trip on a cameraman's wire. Um, Cause there was also a lot of that uh, that you don't see on TV. Um, just a lot of technical equipment and um, technical uh, aids to help just expedite the evening and, and make it all look flawless for viewers at home. Yes. Yes. In fact, uh, we were watching in the Calderon home, and we were all on the edge of our seats. I got to tell you, uh, <laughs> we, we, we let the girls stay up late that night so that they could watch it. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was tough. It was, it was a stressful time <laughs> <laughs> rooting, rooting for crystal, you know? <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Like I, that warms my heart to think that, uh, you know, you were at home watching live when it all happened. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, and I know that, um, 
you know, of course, uh, being uh, an Asian American and um, Nina as well, um, there, there were some some negative comments that that were made. Uh, I believe most of it was directed at Nina. Some of it may have been directed at you. I don't recall. Um, tell us about that and 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 how you how you felt and, and if you can, how Nina felt as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to be able to speak for her, but I know for me, right. I really felt like if people were complaining, we did something right. right. <laughs> I was, right. I was always of the camp where, um, you know, well-behaved women rarely make history and it was not our fault that we were chosen to be the top two finalists and uh, Twitter as wonderful and as connecting uh, that tool is. It also is still a tool for anonymous bullying. People abuse it all the time. Um, And so I I always took it with a grain of salt, which is whenever people tweet things behind a wall of, of anonymity, you almost need to expect it to be way worse than anything would say in person. Um, and as a result, like you've got some pretty, pretty caustic, vile things being said. Um, but, you know, humans are capable of wonderful things, but they're capable of some doing some pretty terrible and mean things as well. So yes. I think you just got, you, we saw the whole color of the human spirit that night uh, and in the days yes. leading after it. So, and if people aren't happy with things happening in their own personal lives, um, I really do think they take opportunities to to take a stab at at other people who are public figures because in their minds, being a public figure means that you're putting yourself out there to be judged. Um, and and they also, you know, you've got lots of reality TV shows with lots of so-called drama, and it's you know anything that evokes an emotional response is good for Twitter. It's good for business. It's good for advertisers, right? Because right? you got buzz. So right. that's just kind of how social media works. If you if you're evoking some sort of response, um, then the, then the advertisers win, the platform wins. Right. So it's, I really do see sort of these larger invisible forces that are creating a a place for people to do, to do things that, that feel good in the, in the moment, but it doesn't always translate to, to me feeling bad that people out there don't think I'm American. I mean, I don't take offense to that only because it doesn't actually affect me that much beyond maybe making me feel a little bit like I'm being attacked. Uh, but right. like I said, well-behaved women rarely make history. And if I want to be a CEO of a larger company, if I want to create jobs and be a leader, I'm ne- I'm never going to make the right decision for everyone. Not in the cards. Uh, if you're really going to be a leader at, at, at a grand scale. So right. I saw it as good, good training, um, you know, just some, a good skin thickening experience uh, for the next thing, because it's right. it's just never going to stop. <laughs> right, right. No, you're right. And, and you know, I mean, we see that now with, you know, everything happen- happening with, with um, you know, our, our current leadership in government. Mm-hmm. You know, some people love President Trump. Some people don't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everything going on on social media about that, you know, and uh, – People are always going to look for a reason to uh, to throw a rant out there, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, uh, you don't have to agree with someone or agree with their policies, but you know, you don't have to go to name calling. 
and uh, that just to me that's just a low you know mm-hmm. and you know when people start name calling others it says nothing about the people that they're calling names and says everything about them agreed you know? 100% uh, yes so you know and and you know it, it's unfortunate i mean we could have a whole show just talking about the pros and cons of social media you oh, know um yeah. <laughs> you know i mean I can remember a time before social media and, you know, uh, I don't think people were as stressed out as they are today. I mm. think social media and I'm including email, you know, uh, it, the instantaneous communication to other people has really um, stressed us out in society, you know, mm. and, you know, uh, how many times has have you received a phone call from someone who will say, hey, did you get my text? I sent you a text about two minutes ago or five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or I sent you an email five minutes ago. Did you get it? You know? <laughs> right, right. You know, the irony of it is technology was so exciting because people thought that we could work less with technology, yes. right? Like, okay, great. We have... We have the telephone now. I don't have to spend 40 minutes typing a telegram to send out to you. Great. I have 45 right. minutes back. But what ended up really happening was the expectations for how much a, a person could feasibly produce uh, has just skyrocketed, right? The standard for productivity has gone way up. Um, so yes. It's, people have invented something that's, you know, the greatest blessing and the greatest curse, depending on how you look at yes. it. Yes. Yeah. And, and and very often I pick up the phone and I call people. I get an email or a text because I don't have the time sometimes to sit down and type back. It's much mm-hmm. easier for me to pick up the phone and call them. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, as, as we wind down, um, what, uh, what are some of the things that, that you want, to be part of your legacy? What are some of the things that you want to remember, uh, to be remembered for uh, in, in, you know, in, in everything that you've done and are going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would like to be the type of role model that I wish I had when I was 10 years old. Um, and, you know, that did start with pageants, but I think moving forward, like my whole goal is to, use the talents that I have and, and give them back to the world in a way where I improve someone's life. And, and I know that that sounds like a cliche, um, but I think at the end of the day, I, I'm not, my time here on earth is finite as is everyone's. And right. I, I don't want to, I'm still, you know, on the, on the young side of things where I'm still figuring out what I'm really good at. And I have a, a hunch. Uh, I, I love speaking. I love being in leadership positions. Um, I love, you know, beauty, health and wellness spaces. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I'm still going to figure out what I'm really good at so I can continue to use those strengths, double down on what, double down on what I've been given, um, to, to start a company in an area that, that helps women. Like I, I'm very passionate about women's services, um, women's products. And I, I have a lot of personal interests that are all in sort of the, like I mentioned, the wellness, the health, the fitness, um, even the fashion spaces that, that I, I really kind of miss now that I've been working in software, you know, every day. I'm thinking of, I'm thinking my YouTube channel will help kind of bring that back into my life. Um, but, yes. but ultimately, 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's, I, I do want to be remembered for being really good at what I do. Um, and what that ends up being is, is still kind of, you know, the jury's still out. So we shall see. I think um, right. I'm figuring it out too, right. just like everyone else. <laughs> Wonderful, wonderful, and uh, and I'm going to have to put you in touch with uh, Monica Quintero, who's a, a news reporter uh, out of uh, Abilene, Texas, and um, she just started. I'm helping her with it. Uh, a a new positive movement of be our change, and um, I'll I'll send you some more information on it. Um, we did get a, a message from a listener who who said very talented. And well spoken. God bless her. Um, oh, so I thank you to, so much. God bless you too. <laughs> you know, wanted you to know that. Uh, and and we do have. Uh, do you have time to uh, to take a question from a caller? Oh, of course, yes. Okay. Yes. Hold on one second here. Let's pick up this caller. Hi there. You're on the Michael Calderon show. Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Hello? Okay. Well, I don't know I don't know what happened, but uh someone did have a question, so um we have a few lines lit up. We'll uh we'll try to get that uh that caller that caller back. Um any uh any final thoughts or comments, Crystal? I, I know we're going to be following you on crystalclues.com, oh, your blog. <laughs> and yeah. uh, hope that, uh, that you'll come back on this show and, uh, and even co-host. We can do a show together. I would love that. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm All right. Totally we'll, uh, we, we got a list of things to talk about offline. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's the sign of a, a good conversation, right? Just you start one, you start somewhere, and it just keeps growing. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, a- any any closing comments or thoughts? Um... Um, you know, I I would just want to reiterate that if if there are any listeners out there who have uh, you know young women in their lives, and nieces, daughters, or granddaughters, if they're curious about uh, competing in the Miss America system or in pageants in general, uh, feel free to contact me. Um, I'd be happy to kind of listen to your situation, see if it's a good fit for you. Um, just because I know that when I was looking uh, towards pageants, uh, it really helped that there were people around me who I could ask and, and follow and, and just sort of, you know, stay on top of uh, for sort of uh, learning and just kind of keeping tabs on, on uh, you know, what options were there. So the scholarship is incredible. Uh, over the years, in total, I've earned over fifty thousand dollars in scholarships. So that's it's phenomenal. A, it, it has been amazing just being able to tell my mom that, "Hey, mom, you you your expected family contribution is now X. Uh, you know, rather than than, than fifteen thousand dollars, right? It's now five thousand dollars this year. It's it helps sort of lift the burden." Um, you know, on, on my parents. And that feeling felt so good <laughs> just to be able to give back, you know, even a little bit. Um, 
And then besides that, yeah, just if anyone wants to contact me, you know, I'm, I'm very responsive. So if I don't get back to you, it's probably because I didn't get your email. <laughs> right, um, right. Yeah, but and, and should, should folks more. should folks connect with you uh, at your website crystalalee.com? Yes, yeah, that's my personal website. Um, my blog is linked from crystalalee.com, but uh, you can get a hold of me through that or through Instagram um, or even Facebook. So it's just uh, Crystal Clues uh, on Instagram and uh, Twitter. It's C R I Z Z L E L E E. So they're slightly different. Um, depending on the, the, the medium, but crystalclues.com or crystalaley.com, which is just my, my personal page. Wonderful, wonderful. And we're going to try to pick up this caller. Hi there, you're on the Michael Calderon Show. Hello? Hello there. Okay. I think it's the same person that's been calling, but uh, I don't know. Something's happening with their mic or something. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if you if you want to connect with uh, with Crystal Lee, uh, go to her website crystalalee.com, and if you want to follow her uh, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest. Uh, where else can they find you, Crystal? <laughs> oh, <laughs> let me think. That's that's mostly it. I mean, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook are kind of my my bread and butter. Um, you know, I'm I'm on Tumblr and I do have a Pinterest, but generally, uh, you know, those three are where I'm at. Wonderful, and uh, and I, I thank you so much again for for joining us uh, on the show, and uh, it's really been it's really been great. Uh, having this discussion with you, um, you know, you you bring so much, so much to the table, um, and and we're we're so appreciative of that, uh, and and I thank you from the bottom of my heart for for coming on the show and and spending time, uh, particularly you know, uh, particularly on a Sunday afternoon when I'm sure you have some other things going on there in good old San Francisco. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. And, you know, God bless you and your family, Michael. Uh, thank you for having me on your show. Uh, you are a big role model. And I, I love that you were very, very engaged on social media. You, you use it the right way. And your growth is happening the right way. And, uh, you know, we will be in touch, of course. Yes, absolutely. Uh, thank you again. And, and God bless you and your family. And uh, and I know that uh, that we'll be in touch. All right. Thanks, Michael. Thank you. So there you have it, folks. Uh, the amazing Crystal Lee, who was Miss California 2013. And she was the first runner up to Miss America 2014. Uh, I remember I remember that night. Like it was yesterday and, and me and my family were were on the edge of the seats of our seats uh, tuned in to uh to see what was going to happen next um we're going to go to um we're going to go to a tune uh, on the path by danielle morgan and john merrigan friends of ours from the uk uh, i know that uh that they're tuned in they're getting ready to go to bed but uh i'm going to play on the path uh so let's uh let's listen in 
And that was On the Path, Danielle Morgan and John Merrigan, our friends in the UK. We thank you so much for tuning in. And I'm going to bring Crystal, uh, I'm going to connect her real quick to say goodbye and to thank her for coming on. Crystal, thank you again so much for coming on. Thank you, Michael. I had a great time. Yes, likewise. It, It went by pretty fast. It really did. That's always a good sign. (laughs) Yes, indeed. So we thank you for tuning in to the Michael Calderon Show. And uh, we're going to have a great show next week. 
and for those that won't be around, because uh, you'll be traveling, uh, for all the dads out there and all the folks that fill the role of a dad, uh, for next Sunday, a happy Father's Day to you. Uh, God bless you all, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you so much. <laughs>